being more like him in the days of apostasy is what's going to separate the vessels. Right. And uh, it just so happened that Pastor's message this morning went in line with mine, and that would be how the Lord would see that to be fitting. That's exactly right. Yeah. And uh, kind of let me know that I was on the right track. Yes, sir. I have yeah. poured myself into this this week, and uh, I know some of you have made comments that I've seen distant, and uh, I've been about the Father's business, Amen. and I'm just trying to make sure that uh, I'm following His lead, and I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing, and feeding the church, and sometimes that means making sacrifices with our family, and with our friends, and with people in our lives. Sure does. Now my flesh don't want to do that. I don't want to be making sacrifices with my family and friends. I want to be spending time with Brother Beagle and Brother Shelby and my pastor. Uh, but sometimes we don't get to do that because we've got business to do for the Father. So, uh, 2 Timothy uh, 2 and 20, and then also Galatians 5. I've got two different areas that we're going to need to go to so uh, we can have a full understanding of what it's like. To be like Him. And to see that there is a separation in the days of apostasy when people are falling away from doctrine. That's right. That's exactly right. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I've been praying hard uh, that the Lord would uh, not allow me to stand up here if He was not going to use me. I don't want to preach just to be preaching. I don't want to preach in vain and be empty. I don't want to pray just to be praying. I want there to be substance behind everything I do for the Lord. And so whenever I had the opportunity to stand up here, um, some of you asked me if I was I was nervous. And uh, I am a little bit. But to know that I got to stand up here, that He's answered my prayers. You know, Brother Dax, that's right. that He's going to use me. Exactly and I'm following right. His lead. And I'm not going to worry about it the rest of the day. Exactly. It'll take care of itself. Amen. Sure will. Thank you, Lord. I'm very thankful for the songs. And the uh, what Brother Chris and, and Brother Caleb had to say, right? We could have packed up and went home, and already said that we had met with the Lord today. Yes, I'm very thankful for that. Amen. We'll go ahead and read our verses if you don't care to stand with me, and then uh, we'll get into the message. Second Timothy two twenty. But in a great house there are not only vessels of gold and silver, but also of wood and of earth, and some to honor and some to dishonor. If a man therefore purge himself of these things, he shall be a vessel unto honor, sanctified, and meet for the Master's use, and prepared unto every good work if you don't care. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Pray with me and pray for me. Lord, we thank you for today, Lord. We thank you for your sweet spirit that we've already felt here today with the singing, Lord. And having our brothers, Lord, brag on you. Lord, I thank you for the opportunity to stand behind this sacred desk, Lord. I pray that uh, you use me and you feel me, Lord, but I need you to help me because I can't do this without you. Lord, I'll fall on my face, Lord, if I try to do it under my own power, Lord. I pray you keep your hand about my mind and my heart, Lord. I keep back the devils and distractions, Lord, uh, from this place so your will and work can be done, Lord. We thank you for everything that you've done. Lord, we will glorify you and honor you. And everything that's done here tonight. In Jesus' name, amen. You can go ahead and be seated. Oh, preacher, help me, Lord. 
I went back and forth this week trying to figure out which way to go and how to start. Yeah. And I think it would only be fitting to start uh, with my testimony because <laughs> I was one that fell away from doctrine. Yeah. I was one that, as he pastor preached this morning, gone in the wind. Mm. Now, I didn't get led away by false teachings. It was under my own power. Just like you said this morning, you can get up here and preach this Bible and preach truth and preach doctrine all day. Yes. But if you do not take it home and apply it to your life, it yes. will not do you a lick of good to sit under his preaching. Exactly. Period. Amen. All right? Yes. I didn't apply that to my life. Yes. So when storms came, when things got rough, I quit. Uh-uh. Yeah. I wasn't rooted. I wasn't grounded. And for a long time after I come back, that was my sincere prayer. And at times still is, Lord, help me get rooted. Help me get yes. grounded. Yes. Help me get stronger Amen. in the faith so that way I can build yes. my house on a good, strong foundation. Right. So when the storms come, right. the sand won't be washed away and everything will go with it. That's exactly right. So first off, I will warn you, uh, you can reject this preaching and walk away from it um, as I did. Or you can get caught away in false doctrines, and you might just find yourself limping into a church one day mm. with hell hanging off of you, <laughs> looking for a home because you burnt some bridges behind you and you can't go back no more. Well, tell it, preacher. My, my, my. Thank you, Lord. Very grateful. Pastor, I thank you for uh, allowing me to share this pulpit. Right. Uh, well, I know that you don't have to do that. Don't have to. And it means a lot to me that you would uh, give me this opportunity, that you would care enough about me to invest in me right. over the last couple of months. <laughs> Man, it, it just overjoys my heart. And uh, I, I tell you all, you've got a good church and some of you don't know it. Right. Some of you need to open your eyes and realize what's going on here, that you've got a pastor that would stand up on the Word of God, that would stand on some doctrine and some principles, and get up here and preach the Word. He cares about us. He loves us. One of the things that I've learned this week is a part of that separation of just what it takes to be able to even get a message. I have poured myself over this for hours and hours and hours. And I don't have a wife and the kids that I'm having to pull away from. I do have my parents and I've got friends. But if we don't walk away from nothing, one of the things the Lord's helped me with is we need to make sure we take care of our pastor. And that means that means that we're supporting him spiritually. We're supporting him by coming and sitting in his seat, whether he's here or not. And that means supporting him financially so that way he doesn't have to go get a job that's going to pull him away (laughs) from the ministry and is going to pull him away further uh, from his wife and from his kids and from us. If we want to be fed and we want to grow as a church, we better be prepared to sacrifice financially so that way he can be completely sold out to his ministry. Amen. Amen. I'll back you. Amen. I will too. I'm, it's not preacher religion. No, sir. No. I'm not worshiping Bible. him. It's I'm Bible. being thankful for a That's man that would take a stand on a doctrine and care enough about me to try to feed me and try to lead me through this world investing in us. Some of you all ain't got that. Some of you has not, not opened your eyes to it. And I pray that you do. I, I don't want any of the preaching today to be hateful and no, come sir. off in the wrong way. No, I, it's done in love, just like this morning. Yes, sir. Right. Don't don't puff up over today this morning's message. That's right. Because it was done in love. Yes, sir. It, that man has labored for you and he cares for he's trying to help you. Yes. He's trying to protect you from ending up in the way that I was exactly right. when I limped in here. 
exactly right. Back in April. You left in here, boss. That's what it was. Limped in, my soot falling off of me from the flames of hell, burning my hair, hanging down my back. Yeah. Amen. Amen, buddy. In February, I started getting really scared. We're talking about the church. This, the apostasy, what we're talking about, the separation of the vessels. We're talking about the spiritual condition of the now. church, of people in the church. I'm not talking about your church membership. I'm talking about blood-bought, born-again, Bible-believing Christians in the church. Right. Yeah. I started getting really scared to go to sleep at night uh, because of the spiritual condition that I was in. Uh, I was probably praying more then, living like hell, uh, than I was when I was in church. Yes, sir. Playing church. Brother Shelby, you talk about you know right. how to play church. I can play church real good. Right. I can come in here and blend Brother in and sing did. songs and exhort. And, buddy, I can play it real good. And I did for a long time. Yes, sir. But be Watch sure your baby. sins will find you out. Yes, sir. You can't hide from it forever. It'll come out in the wash. You, yes, you better guarantee that. Back in, back in February, Lord started dealing with me with the condition I was in. Right. And I was praying, Lord, please don't let me die in this condition. And it is as plain as day, he spoke to me and said, Son, what in the world are you doing? Yeah. Plain as day. And I said, Lord, I ain't got nothing. I ain't got nowhere to go. I've burnt my bridges. I'm going to need a church. I'm going to need somewhere to go. Yeah. And then I continued about my way, not giving him place, not giving him time, not giving him thought. About April rolls around, and uh, it was time to go to ungodly right. out of hell concert yes, sir. by the way it still matters the music you listen Come to on, whether that be earthly music or that be contemporary Come Christian on, music your, your music you know what it is it's your worship Yes. and whatever you're worshiping is what you identify with yes. and when you're listening to secular music and you're listening to contemporary music because, well, it just feels a little bit better. You're worshiping and identifying with your stinking flesh. Right. Here. Colossians 2 and 23, which things have indeed a show of wisdom in will, worship, and humility, and neglecting of the body, not in any honor to satisfying of the flesh. Boys, I'm telling you, this. what do you think got me in the condition that I was in? Satisfying your flesh. The first thing I was doing was falling away from doctrine. What's after that, your morals start to decline. You yes. start taking yourself away from this book. You yeah. stop letting Christ manifest in your life, and you start giving into the flesh. Right. Anything that'll satisfy the flesh. It yes. don't matter if it's yes. a woman, if it's alcohol, yes. if it's drugs, if it's music, yes. it's the movies you're watching, the books that you're reading, anything that's tickling your flesh and giving way to it. You're worshiping it. You're identifying as it. I told Pastor early on with my music. I, I, whenever that was pulled away, when the Lord the Lord had to purge me from my music, I said, well, I felt like I lost my identity. And he looks at me and he said, Christ is your identity. Hey, hey. And that right there hit me hard, exactly man, right. Because I'd been living out in the world. I was supposed born again, He's by the right. way. I was supposed to be identifying with Christ, but instead I was too concerned about giving way to my flesh and identifying with the world. Yes. April comes around. I was going to a concert. And uh, had intentions of using Brother Isaac as a place to stay. Yeah, be honest. Mm -hmm. 
Come on, preacher. I was using them because Nashville's a lot closer to London yeah. than it is Harlem. I was trying to use him. I come in, and uh, right before I, I got to Isaac's, he called me up one day, and he says, Brother, I got it right. But he got right. And I looked at him, and I said, What do you mean you got it right? He's like, I got it right with the Lord. I said, Well, man, I already thought you was right. Uh, but praise God, I'm happy for you. Yeah. And at the time, I was so, I was so covered in sin, Brother Isaac. I didn't have a clue what you was talking about. Yes. But bless God, I do now. And Sold I'm out, boys. Even though we're not deserving of it, even though we're deserving of hell and to be left out in the world like that, Lord, that He would care enough about us. Yes. That He would pull us out of that. Yes, sir. Yes. Brother Isaac had a change in his life. He sure did. He allowed the Lord to have the purging of some things different here. that we see right here in uh, verse 20. He's different here. I, I want to go ahead and take the time in, in the middle of this testimony to look at these verses. But in a great house, so again, we're talking about the born-again, blood-bought, Bible-believing Christians. Right. There are not only vessels of gold and silver, but also of wood and earth. Right. And some to honor and some to dishonor. And, you know, we talked about going with the wind this morning and getting fallen away in uh, apostasy when they're leaving doctrine. Yes, sir. Yeah. Uh, but thank God that he's given us a way out of this. And that's exactly what we're looking at right here. Man. That if a man purge himself of these, that he shall be a vessel unto honor, sanctified, and meet for the master's use, prepared unto yes. use unto every good work. Sorry. Yes. <clears throat> so we're looking at the purge. The Lord started purging Isaac, brother Isaac, sorry, of uh, some sin, some fleshly manifestations right. in your life. And uh, not only was he trying to draw closer to the Lord and be more like him and less like himself, but in doing so, it convicted me. I came in here on Easter morning, and that was the other thing. The concert was on Easter Day. Right. I came in here on Easter morning to fulfill my religious obligations. Right. And Saturday night, I started falling under heavy conviction by watching Isaac. We're sitting there on the porch playing cards. He's listening to some good old gospel music. Amen. I said, man, I said, the Lord has got a hold of this boy. He has done something in his life. This boy is letting Christ manifest in his life as it's supposed to be according to the Word of God. And it is convicting me. And I came in and I said, I can't, I can't go to Nashville. I'm about to say, I've got to stay in London, Kentucky, because I've got a church. That's exactly right. I've got a church that service to got to go to because somebody has not got a religious obligation to fulfill. Somebody has got a real relationship uh, with the King, and he's wanting to get closer to him. He's wanting to be more like him. He's wanting to be less like himself. He's wanting him to manifest. In his life. Right. Convicted me. Yes. Absolutely convicted me. So I come in here and I, forgive me, I'm going to try to get through this. <laughs> I'm going to try to get through this. Tell it, preacher. <laughs> I come through those doors and they've got good place playing by the new sets. Yes. Yeah. This is a good place. This is God's place. <laughs> and for those of you who don't know the song, I'm going to read you the first verse of the chorus. Yeah. I don't know if I can make it through it. Yeah, come on. <laughs> yeah, but Lord. 
Run away, old man. Rejected and afraid. Yeah. You feel so all alone. Your soul is crying out what for a place to call home. <laughs> this world has torn your dreams apart and left you in the cold. It's good, preacher. But something led you here today to a love that you can hold. <laughs> this is a good place. Amen. This is God's place. Yes. This is where your heart belongs. Amen. A place of forgiveness. A place for the broken. A place where the healing has begun. So bring all your scars and give them to Jesus. And He will wipe away your tears. I love this thought of the songs we go through seasons and, and you should, you're yes, right sir. brother Shelby the obedience of one man uh, being a type and a picture of Christ the obedience of one with brother Isaac was enough to convict me and show me the condition I was in but also the obedience of a pastor that would lead his right. church and be mindful of the way that the spirit of the Lord was dealing with him to have that song played when just two months before that I was in my bed crying out Lord I don't want to die in this spiritual condition I need a church I need to go somewhere I need you to help me find a home and then I come in and the good place is played and boys I'm telling you what I can't I about can't hold it together. Yeah, I'm overwhelmed. I'm overwhelmed and man, of what he's done for me. That he would care enough about me and let me in here to a good place. That he would let me come down here on this altar, uh, fresh out of hell. Nothing by my strength, but having the opportunity to find a good place and to be a home to me. God's People say, why are you driving to London? This is why God's I'm driving place. to London. This is Woo! God's place. This is God's place. This is God's people. This is God's man. Hey, hey. It has been set apart. Hey. Peculiar. Yes. I told you that early on when I first got here. I'm sitting over weeping on the side next to Brother Dax. This is a peculiar place. Yes, sir, it is. It's very different. So, yes, I don't think twice about getting up and driving from, from Everett's. It's a joy. I don't grudge it one bit, boys. I don't joy. doubt it for one second. I get up. It's a, it's a privilege and it's honor. And let me tell you something. For those that's got the privilege of driving real close, let me tell you, before my previous church, I lived five minutes away. And what happened was I rejected some doctrine that was sound. It was a doctrinally sound church. I rejected it. I turned away from it and went to the world. Yes, sir. That's right. And look at it now. I'm having to drive an hour and a half. Yes, yeah. Now I'm thankful for this church and I, I don't bat an eye to drive it. Yes, sir. But for those of you, don't let yourself get caught up in the position that I was in. Yes, sir. To where you've got it you've got it made. It's nice. You've got a, a church in your backyard. You only got to drive five minutes. Don't take it for granted. Don't yeah. take your preacher for granted. Don't take these other preachers for granted. Don't take his choir for granted. Yeah. Don't take God for granted. Don't it ain't about us anyway. Granted, you need to get, have some sacrifices and quit worrying about this world. Some of you are held on to it. You're caring about the ball games come and the on, birthday preacher. parties and bingo. When all you need to do is come, come in here, get down on this altar, and cry out to Christ, the one who's willing to manifest himself in your life. Your Savior, he did not die on the cross for you to go out there and live like hell. Stay on, preacher. So seeing Brother Isaac's purge. <laughs> 
convicted me to stay here for a little bit longer. I needed to tarry to see what was going on. And then I hear a good place through the obedience of the church. I'm so thankful again. And it's been a help for me. But that didn't, uh, that was the start of things, but there was more work to be done. And so May 1st message, I love the I love the Spotify to be able to go on there and listen right. to the messages over. And I do that all the time. And if you don't, I encourage you. Because yes. that's the only thing that gets me through the week. And whenever I'm having days in, on Monday and Tuesday and then Thursday, Friday, and Saturday in between services, I need fed. Yes. And it blesses my soul to be able to go back at any point in time and to listen uh, to my pastor preach right. and others that we've had here, especially the ones that I can go back to those days when I first walked in yes. and how it helped me. Uh, because now I see things a little bit differently. Right. Now the blinders is off and I've got a, a better view of the battlefield and how things are going down. So it really helps me. Uh, but... It just so happened that day uh, somebody didn't come to church on that May 1st. But somebody opened the door when Brother Shelby comes up here uh, uh, portraying Christ. When we could give him our problems, he'd flip it around and give us something back. And Pastor uh, calls upon me and asked, he said, can you, you care to help me out? And I was like, sure. <clears throat> Pride was the sign uh, that I was given that day. Proverbs 16, 18, pride goeth before destruction and a haughty spirit before a fall. I have a I still have issues with pride. This is this thing of becoming a golden vessel, a separation of vessels by being more like Christ. It's a continued progress. Right. It's it's a there's a lot of this. We've got the purge, we've got a preparation, we've got a purpose that I'll I'll outline in this. Uh, but it's progress. This, this is a day-by-day day battle. It's a day-by-day day fighting of the flesh. And so every now and then, this purge of these things like Brother Isaac went through. Every now and then, even when I was going into a preparation, I'd find pride coming back up. i got to deal with it again. You sure do. We all do. My flesh is so wicked, it's starting to cause me to get a little bit of pride about things in the ministry. Yes, sir. That I'm wanting to take pride in what I'm doing and my calling. Even at one point in time, I come up here and I, why couldn't they get help with still water today? I came for four services and got what I wanted. Yes, right. That's out of hell, boys. That is. That is out of hell. That's the flesh trying to flare back up. That's all it is. Whenever, and I still got the audio and I listen to it. On the pride, he said, "Yeah, you said it. That's crazy. I yeah. <clears throat> let's see the pride sign." He said, "I want to do this in my time. When I'm good and ready, I'll submit and serve. When I'm good and ready, I'll preach. When I'm good and ready, I'll get involved in the church. Ain't nobody gonna tell me what to do. I'll do it when I'm ready." That's what preacher said. Word for word, I've got I've got the minute and the second on the podcast. If you want to go listen to it, May first. He didn't know nothing. He didn't have a clue. So not only did I I get brought out of sin, not only did I find a place, and I'm hearing that song like after I'd been praying for a place to go to, the number one thing that I deal with, pride, literally gets laid in my lap up here. It's amazing how God Holy works in things. Boys. Yep. It's absolutely amazing how the Lord works in things. That he, and again, he, he would care it. enough about us he knows that it. not only would He die on the cross for us, buried, resurrected, bore our sins, right? but He would care enough about the spiritual condition we was in because He did want to be 
manifest in our life. He does sure does. fellowship with us. He, he does sure want does. to be uh, for us to be more like Him. And so I'm not uh, I'm not going to run through this because I'll be up here for an hour and I I want to make time for the uh, pastor if he Don't needs worry to finish about his me. message and you just preach, man. I want to mind the Lord. So we see there in verse 21. Again, we're dealing with sins and conditions in the church. If a man therefore purge himself of these things, he shall be a vessel in the honor, sanctified and meet for the master's use and prepared. So we did we dealt with a little bit of the purge, right? Right, and we dealt with, uh, and so now we're getting into a little bit of the preparation. And so whenever he started uh, working for a preparation and uh, working for a purge on me, one of the things I had to do first off was cut off my hair because I had the appearance of the world. Amen. And it absolutely matters what you look like. We're supposed to be set apart from this world. Yeah. Romans 12 and 2, And be not conformed to this world, but be right. you transformed yeah. by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable, perfect will of God. The hair had to go. The music had to go. Come on, preacher. And that's the problem with the temporary crowd. That's the problem with the temporary music. Uh, how can you go into a contemporary movement looking like the world whenever the Bible clearly tells us that we're supposed to set ourselves apart. You cannot be the light of this world. You cannot be the salt of the earth if you're looking and acting like everybody outside those four walls. Don't do like I did and come in here with your, with your suit on and your tie playing church trying to look real good and then going living like hell outside them walls. It ain't going to cut it. You're running your name in the ground. You're running Christ's name in the ground. You're not giving a good flavor to the world. You're not going to be able to win nobody by doing that. You're supposed to be a witness and a light into this world and to, uh, and to win people to Christ. So that way they can grow as well. That's our purpose in this. Yes, sir, it is. Is to be like Him and to win others. Yes, sir. We can't do that if we're out there living like them. If they're no, looking sir. at us and they're, and they're like, well, He's out here cussing today and He's drinking with us and right. He's fornicating just like we are. There's no separation. No, sir. You know what you are? You're a wooden vessel. Mm. You're an earthly vessel. You're a, a vessel full of fleshly desires. You're not letting the Spirit manifest yourself in your life. I had to cut out some friends that I was running with. Absolutely. It absolutely matters who you surround yourself absolutely. with. That's why I spend I so much too. time down here at Stillwater when I've got free time because there's a lot of golden vessels that I see sitting around here uh, that I look to for encouragement when I'm going through some preparations that we'll get to. I'm going through some hard times and troubles and distresses. There's some golden vessels in here that encourages me to keep on going, to keep right. on fighting and keep on my walk. Iron, sharpeneth iron. sharpeneth iron. Yes, sir. Second Corinthians uh, didn't write the. Uh, I've got Second Corinthians six, so we'll find it. Fourteen. There you go. What you want. Be you not unequally yoked together with unbelievers. Yes. For what fellowship hath righteous with unrighteous, That's and right. what communion hath light with darkness? Don't. Not only are we told to not be conformed to the world, but we're told we can't even fellowship with the world. And if you've got vessels that's living like the world, that's full of flesh, they cannot fellowship with you because they will not do nothing but drag you down. You'll see that old pride flaring back up again. Some of these old fleshly desires that you've been dealing with, it'll flare up again. Uh, but if you're going to come in here and get in with some golden and silver vessels, you'll be able to be lifted up. You're going to be sharpened. You're going to be renewed in the mind. You're going to be having a desire to get in this Word. You're going to have a desire to listen to your preacher. You're going to have a desire to get up here in the choir. You're going to desire to labor for the Lord and to labor for this church. Lift each other up. Yes, sir. 
Amen. Sorry for the pauses. My mouth is right. drying up. Preach on. Preach on. I got in the, our purpose in this thing, and I found this out real quick, is to be like him. And when you start getting in the book of seeing what, it's, what the book says, don't listen to what I have to say. Go home and get this book for yourself. Yes. You know what I did for a lot of times when I started falling away from doctor and I started being one of these wooden vessels? I didn't get in the book. Mm. I didn't pray. Yes. So I said, Brother That's Shelby, I can play church real good, man. I can get in here and bring in my Bible. I can throw in a memory verse into my head before I even walk in here and not actually try to apply it and memorize it to hold on to it. I can play church real good. But you're not building on a solid foundation. Amen. If you're going home and you're not praying every day, and we're not talking about no. being the pastor. We're talking about the bare minimum as a Christian, what you should be doing. This is the bare minimum. This is the lowest of the lows of what we're supposed to be doing. If you do not pray, you're going to fall. Period. You're not communing with the Lord. If you're not reading your Bible, Brother Caleb, you can't study to show yourself approved. You're not going to know your book. And so whenever we talk about the days of apostasy, whenever this false doctrine comes on, uh, you're not going to know no different. If you don't know, there's a, there's a reason that your, your pastor gives you memory verses and tells you to get in this Word of God. He's trying to protect you because he can't always be walking hand in hand with you. We can come in here. This is our sanctuary. We understand that that we are the temple, the Spirit dwells in us, but this is a sanctuary for us, but that we need that Word of God when we go out there and the pastor's not with us holding yeah. our hand. Yeah. Whenever we need to get off the milk and we need to get on some get strong on. meat, we have, we got to be able to stand up for ourselves. Yeah. And if we're not getting in this book, when somebody comes in here and takes a verse out of context, you're not going to know. Right. right. If somebody comes in here and tells you something, you're going to take it for word because Granny said so that it was in her Bible that right. way. Right. I'm not taking... Granny's religion. I'm not taking Granny's Bible. Bless God, I ain't either. Say amen. And as much as I love you, yes, sir. I'm taking what you're. I know you're feeding me. Yes, sir. I've got trust in you, yes, but I better get in this book. I better go home and study in this and know that it is the Word of God. That it's the living Word. It's been purified. It's been preserved for us. You better fact check your pastor. That's exactly right. We're not doubting him. Question. It'll help you get in the book. It'll help you get studied. It'll help you whenever he's not in here, whenever he's not uh, walking with you out in the world, Yes. that you know what you're doing. And you can stand up and say, no, no, no. I can go right here. Brother Paul said over here to the Gentiles. That's where our doctrine comes from yes. too, by the way. Yeah. Amen. Just like he's preaching on dispensations and doctrine this morning. Don't be running off into Old Testament. And when I, and when we say Old Testament, everybody flips over. This is a lot of people's problems talking about dispensation. Right. Everybody flips over in that little page in your Bible before Matthew 1.1, 1, 1, it says New Testament. It's right. not it. Nope. I'm nope. not here to establish doctrine. Nope. That's the pastor's job. You're telling it right. I'm not here to establish anything. You're telling it right. It's the pastor's job. But you're telling it right. But your pastor will tell you, Matthew 1 and 1 is not where the New Testament starts. No, Our gospel that Paul gave to us was the death and burial and the resurrection. How are we going to go over here when Christ hadn't even been born yet in certain parts of the gospels and we're going to claim that as our gospel okay. the death, burial, and the resurrection? It ain't right. No, you sir. can't do it. No, sir. That's exactly right. 
I'm moving on. <clears throat> Purpose to be like him, 1 Peter 1 16, because it is written, Good. Be ye holy, right. for I am holy. I get in the book and I start finding things that starts talking about sanctification. Right here in verse 21, it says, uh, Shall be a vessel unto honor, sanctified. Right. Mm -hmm. And I go over here to John 17, 17. This is one of your memory verses. Everybody in here ought to be able to recite it because he done assigned it to us. And if you didn't do like I did and run out in the parking lot and try to cram it in your head before Sunday school starts, you'll have this to memory and you'll be able to use it. Right. John 17, 17 says, Sanctify them through thy truth. For thy word is truth. See, what the Bible says about truth, about sanctification, flip over to Galatians 5. Uh, pastors taught on this preached on it. Brother Dax has preached on it. Uh, Brother Caleb hit on it in Sunday school one morning. Yes. The sanctification for the Gentile, for which the church of God, those that are in the dispensation that we're in now. Right. It's through the Spirit, not the law. Right. And right. Being more like Christ. Preach. Being less like ourselves. Right. Purging some of these fleshly and carnal desires and thoughts and letting the spiritual things manifest in their life. Now the works of the flesh are manifest, which are these, adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lasciviousness, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, variance, emulations, wrath, strife, seditions, heresies, envies, murders, drunkenness, revelings, and such <clears throat> like of the which I tell you before, as I have also told you in time past, that they which do such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. Right. But again, we're talking about born-again Christians that's letting these same things manifest in their life. Yes. Yeah. That they don't care enough about that blood that was shed for them. Yeah. They've got too much pride. They can't come They can't come to an altar. Yeah. Because that would mean that they would have to humble themselves down and say that they was wrong and that there's mm. a problem in their lives. Don't let your pride send you to hell. Don't yes. let your pride yeah. keep you from having a relationship with Christ. Amen. Humble yourself down. He is Preach. just and faithful to forgive our sins and our transgressions. He's done it for me. Right. If He's done it for me, I feel like the lowest of the lows. Come I feel on. like the cheapest of sinners. I feel like the worst one out of all of you all. And I know that if He'll do it for me, that He'll do it for you as Amen. well. But the fruit of the Spirit, so whenever we start purging, allowing the Lord to purge, because we can't do it on our own strength. Right. The Spirit, the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance, against such there is no law. Right. I've brought these vessels down here to give you an illustration of what it looked like for me. And if this falls in your lap, so be it. Yeah. I'm going to preach about myself for a second and the things that I had to do. And I'm going to go through the works of the flesh because sometimes I'm guilty of not slowing down and trying to figure out what something really is. Come on. Adultery, fornication, sexual immorality. Right. Yeah, right here. Yeah. We're talking about in the church, people. Oh, yeah. We're not talking about the world. Oh, yes. This is why it's so important to stay in the doctrine, to stay in the Bible. Sin will keep you from the Bible. The Bible will keep you from sin. That's real. It's true. It will do it. If you're staying in your Bible and you're staying in prayer, you're staying in church, it's going to be awfully hard for you to live your life with adultery and fornication. I have never in my life seen a day. When it's just flaunted. You and won't be able to. They look, oh man, Lord have mercy. They flaunt it. They're out here waving it around. They're proud of it. Yes, sir. Tell it, preacher. Yes, Uncleanness, condition of being dirty. From a spiritual perspective, 
living a life of sin. Willingly sinning. Right. Lasciviousness. Filled with showing sexual thoughts and desires. Carnal and impure thoughts. This is another reason it matters what you watch. Yes. What you listen to. Very what you're important. doing in your free time. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I spent a lot of time watching very carnal, sinful TV shows and movies. Listening to very carnal, sinful music. Right. What you put in will come out. Yeah, it does. So What's when hard? I'm filling my mind with carnality... And I'm filling my mind with sexual thoughts. Yes, sir. Whenever somebody comes in and says something, I've got this little pun lined up. It's going to flow right out of my mouth. Yeah. You know, as Christians, what we should do is have our free time spent reading in His Word. Yep. Putting that in, putting it to memory, so that way whenever these out-of-hell thoughts run through your head, yep. you've got a verse for it. Nope. Yep. Get out of here. When yep. pride, when the Lord's trying to purge things, He's trying to prepare, He's trying to let us fulfill a purpose that He's got set aside for us, and that pride or that sin, the fornication, the drunkenness comes back in their life. Nope, not today. Yep. Let it aside. Yep. Witchcraft. Still a thing, by the yep. way. If you don't believe it, go ask Brother Hargis sure. down the road. Hey, man. Right. Hatred. Intense dislike or ill will. Why do we want to live in these? Right. Why is it that we think that giving in to these fleshly desires is going to feel so good when this is right here is what's manifesting in our life? We're not going to win nobody. That we're Again, we're talking about the Christian. We're not going to win anybody. We're not going to be able to do anything other than make ourselves miserable. I was so miserable to the point between my music and my sin, I was the point of suicide. Come on, preacher. Oh, Mom, I was this close right here. That's taking myself wanted. out of this because I was in uh, the condition that I was in with my music. I wanted to isolate myself from everybody. Now I want to surround myself with people because there's some things that have changed in my life as I'm trying to be more like Him. And I'm failing every day. I'm absolutely failing every day. But there's a lot of things that's changed. And one of it is having love for people. It's having a love for Stillwater. I'm here today because I've got a burden for you, Brother Caleb. I'm here today because I've got a burden from you, Brother Shelby. I care about still water. I care about that you all would be golden vessels. My prayer, I've had this message for months. Ever since that I got down here, I told you all about it last Wednesday, of the Lord dealing with me about preaching. This is one of the first messages He's given me. I have been praying fervently that still water would be golden vessels. What about that? <laughs> you cannot be a golden vessel hanging on to sin. You cannot be a golden vessel hanging on to carnality, letting these manifest in your life. It ain't going to happen. That's right. Yeah. Variance. Being different, divergent, or inconsistent. Right. Mm, this is one I had a big problem with. Because I'd come to church, I'd get all uh, tore up, about my sin. I'd come on the altar and cry, not truly repent. Amen. Yep. It happens. Yep. Don't you think that everybody that comes up on this altar is crying, they, nope. is sorrowful for what they've done, exactly right. and that they're truly repenting to the Lord? Don't. True yeah. repentance means I came in here, and I got down on an altar, and Lord, I'm although I have not been delivered of some of these things in my life, I need you to help me. I don't want to live like this no more. I don't want to fornicate no more. I'm not having it. I don't want to have a carnal mind no more. I want some things to be different. Lord, help me. That is repentance. Variance. I come in and I get on the altar and I cry. And then I go home and run back to the go same right thing. Go right back to it. Yes, sir. Inconsistencies. You're not going to get nowhere with it. You're not going to grow. Godly sorrow. 
going to lead you to repentance. Emulation is an effort to match or suppress or surpass a person or achievement, typically by, well, this is by jealousy. An effort to match or surpass a person or achievement. Jealousy. Boys, this isn't a competition. No, sir. Really. Nope. It'd be very easy for me to let my flesh come up here and look at how Brother Shelby got preached and for me to get real sour towards Brother Shelby. Right. It's called envy. Boys, I'm telling you, you better keep your heads on straight. Right. I ain't got, I will give you every single outline that I've got. Right. I'll give you every single message that I ever get to preach. I'll give you everything that the Lord ever gives me. Because this ain't no competition. No, sir. This is about serving Him. It's about being like Him. It's about being a little bit less like us. There He is. Amen. Wrath. I'm I'm trying to hurry, Pastor. You're all right. Wrath, extreme (laughs) anger, vengeful anger, strife. Angry or bitter disagreement or a bad relationship between a brother and sister. Colossians 3 and 13, forbearing one another, forgiving one another. If any man have a quarrel against any, even as Christ forgave you, so also do ye. Yes. It's amazing that we've got so many people in the church. And let me remind you again, we're talking about the church. We're right. About the Christians. Right. They want forgiveness for everything themselves, but they from, from their sins. They want to go seek Christ and say, I need forgiveness. Forgive Forgive me for what I've done. But you can't forgive nobody of anything that's just the least little thing that you get puffed up over, the least little bit of thing that makes you mad, and you can't forgive them for the church's sake. Come on. Heaven help, boys. I don't want to think that I would let something so carnal and earthly be able to hinder between me and Chris's fellowship to be able to grow. But most importantly, I don't want my relationship with him to hold back this church. I've got a desire for this church to grow. I've got a desire for you all to be golden vessels. And you'll never do that if we've got quarrels against one another and we can't forgive, we can't forbear, and we cannot move forward for things to happen. Tickle me to death, Brother Chris. You and Pastor are talking about things of the past. When we was eating today, that blessed my heart, man. That we can move past things. Oh yes. That we don't hold things yeah. against one Bless another. Me too. That we're not because there's there's a greater purpose. Yes, sir. Hey, it's man. bigger than us. Hey, it's man. a lot bigger than we are. Hey, man. Seditions. Hey, Conduct or speech inciting people to rebel against authority. Oh Lord. So we've got the Bible's authority. Yes. Final authority. The pastor. Is an authority. Amen. The father Amen. being the authority in the home. Amen. There's a lot of authorities that's in place. And there's there's a pattern of this, and you'll start to see this in a minute. Because if you don't have any of these right, the fruit of the Spirit can't manifest. Mm-hmm. And, you, and to be able to be prepared to start looking like a silver vessel. And again, we're talking about a separation of vessels. I want everybody in Stillwater to be on this side. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I don't want any of us to be over here. Right. That's why we're that's why pastors address some things today. Have to. That's why he's he's got and sometimes it's hard to take. I even though I know you love me and even though that me and the Lord was working through some things, when you done your music message, I sit there and I fought and I fought and fought wanting to reject the authority that you've brought. You're just trying to help us. Yes, sir. This morning's message you're just trying to help us. Yes, you're trying to protect us again in the days of apostasy to make sure that you're grounded in 
that you're rooted in, that you're built on the cornerstone, that you're built on the strong foundation, yes, sir. so you do not get swept away right. by false doctrines. Right. Part of this also exactly right. being swept away because one of the doctrines being more like him, less like me. Mm -hmm. And we start talking about sanctification. When you start putting that behind you, you ain't going to get very far. Mm -hmm. Pastor hit on this morning heresies, a belief or opinion contrary to doctrine. Right. That's what, we, I didn't mean that. That's what we've been talking to. Bless God, Amen. we'll continue to rip it because we ain't going to deal with it no more. We're going to put it behind us and move on. Envies, painful or resentful awareness of something. Again, these all come out of Galatians 5. Right. Yes, sir. If you've got any questions about anything, I've got every one of my notes. I've got every piece of scripture that I give you. Every bit of it come out of that Bible. Don't trust what I'm saying. Go home and read it for yourself. Amen. Painful or resentful awareness of something enjoyed by another right. and a desire to possess the same thing. It goes back to the same thing we talked about with Brother Shelby, Brother Chris, Brother Caleb. Wanting to come in here and be like Brother Dax to the point of being envious of you and your relationship with the Lord. See, that's how the devil's to sly and how he does things. Exactly your flesh is also right, really sly how it does it. Yeah. The approach that it wants to take, that it would cause you, it is so bothered by being like Christ and being into subjection and dying daily that it would use another man of God that's been in the ministry for 24 years seasoned, been through hell and back for his family and his church and to be like Christ and to grow and to be prepared that your flesh will cause you to envy him and cause separation. Again, these are things we need to deal with church. If we're going to continue to grow and I think the Lord's got plans for us. Oh, yeah. it, it's not by mistake or coincidence that these messages go in line, hand in hand. Murders. I'm hurrying. Drunkenness. I can't move on. Still a sin. Yes. We told him with alcohol. Come on, preacher. Don't. It's on your covenant. But there's a there's a little bit of scripture here, Ephesians 5 and 18. And be not drunk with wine, we're in excess, but be filled with the Spirit. It's exactly right. Yeah. It's exactly right. Revelings. Enjoying oneself in a lively and noisy way. Noisy way. Yeah, Taking great pleasure from a situation or experience. <laughs> Wallering in sin. Reveling is a pig going back to mud. Yes, sir. <laughs> hey, Just like the prodigal son went out into the world. Just like I went out in the world while I was sitting there for so long, while you're enjoying your fleshly desires, you're reveling in your sin. You're like a pig going back to the mud, and you're sitting there wallowing it because you enjoy it. Your flesh enjoys it. Come you're on, preacher. your flesh. You don't care about the things of God. We cannot allow the Spirit, of, God, the Spirit of Christ to manifest in our lives. They don't like it, but that's the truth. If we're wallowing in it. You're going back to wallowing, it's because you like it. That's exactly right. Pigs hey. love mud. That's why pigs go back to mud. Yeah, nature Say what you want, but you like. It's like Pastor talked about having two natures. It's a constant struggle. Yeah, nature change. If you want a nature change, you want to be like Christ, you have to feed your spiritual nature. Yeah. Whichever you feed, you can't be a servant of two masters. Whichever you feed is going to be stronger. And I've had to learn that. It's been a struggle for me. If you think that this has been a ray of sunshine with my flesh since I've got in here on May 1st and started working on things with no, Christ, sorry. it ain't. I've wanted to quit 1,500 times, Pastor. Sorry to disappoint you, uh, but there's been times, even in this, that my flesh has flared back up. There's been times uh, that these old things that I've dealt with in the flesh has came back up again. Yes, sir. 
sitting right there. Amen in you, getting on the altar, flirting right back up. Absolutely. I'm trying to be real with you, church, because I want to help you. I want to see you grow. I do too, brother. Now that we've got all these out of the way, though, we start seeing some manifestations. We start seeing some things of 19 through 21. If I'm, if I'm right, with Galatians 5 is the works of the flesh, and then 22 and 23, you got the works of the Spirit. That's exactly right. The fruits of the Spirit. We need to put those to memory, by the way. So that way, whenever we're out in Egypt at work, and all hell's going on around us, that we've got these verses to help us fight. Period. Love and intense deep affection. I want you to see the contrast in these. I really want you to pay attention of how vile and wicked this first set was versus how uplifting this is. Yeah. An intense, deep affection, love. God is love. Yes, Amen. he is. You want to let the spirit manifest in your life? Fill yourself with God. Yes, sir. Get closer to God. You want to be more like him, less like yourself? You want to be a golden vessel? Be filled with the spirit. Yes, be sir. Be filled with God. Get in your Bible. Get around the other golden vessels. Yeah. Joy. Great pleasure and happiness. You know what I didn't have when I came in here? No joy. Sin walking away. Or when I walked in here, when I walked away from the doctrine, before I got down the altar, I didn't have no joy. Mm-hmm. I didn't have no peace. Somebody that's on the verge of being able to isolate themselves and kill themselves, there ain't no joy and peace there. It's right. burden and sorrow. Right. That ain't of the will of God. That, that no is just out of hell. And that right there is when if you let your flesh be the master in your life, that's where it's going to get you. It's going to bring you sorrow. It's going to bring you misery. Peace. A freedom from disturbance. Long-suffering. Patience in the spite of trouble. Gentleness. Being kind, tender, mild-mannered. Goodness. Morally good or virtuous. Faith. Complete trust and confidence. Even when we don't understand it, Brother Bob. There's a lot of this I don't understand. I don't understand why he would choose me. I've only been here four or five months. He did. And he allowed me to get up here and preach to you all. He would he cared enough oh man, he cared enough about me, Brother Bob, that he would put a burden on me for you. That's amazing. So that way whenever I would go home and pray at night. That's amazing. That you and your wife, your daughters, your families, that I would pray for you to be a golden vessel. Amen. Meekness. Amen. Being submissive. You, can you see the contrast here when we've got me just be, about being submissive and then we've got the other one about being rebellious? Right. Yeah. One tells opposite. you to be submissive to your pastor, Polar to be opposite. submissive to the Word of God. Right. One of them tells you to rebel against the Word yeah. of God. One tells you to rebel against the pastor. One tells you to rebel against the Spirit manifesting, yourself in, manifesting itself in your life so you would be a wooden vessel. That's yes, what it sir. wants. It, your flesh wants you to be back as close to sin without Christ as you can possibly get. If you don't bring it into subjection, that's exactly what you'll get. Temperance. Voluntary restraint. So that way when pride came back up, no, Lord, we've dealt with this. So now we're starting to see a separation. We've got the purge out of the way. We've got the manifestations of the works of the flesh pulled out. I'm, I'm hurrying through. I've just got a couple, I promise. Hey, Preparation. Hey, There's got to be some things you got to do. Hey, man. 
Galatians 5 and 24, and they that are Christ have crucified the flesh and the affections and lusts. Hebrews 10, 25, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as manner of some is, but exhorting one another, and so much the more as you see that they approach them. You got to go to church. Yes. Again, bare minimum is twice on Sunday, once on Wednesday. We want to be okay with doing the bare minimum, but not our pastor. Because whenever I came in here from the time I came in, right, right on Easter to about July, you had preached probably 40-some messages. And not everybody was at all of those. We go to church on Sundays and Wednesdays, if that. Again, your bare minimum is Sundays and Wednesdays. But if you care so much about your pastor, if you want to grow, when we've got church at other times, be here. And again, we know that pastor's going to be out of town. We're going to be here. Come on, preacher. It's not a preacher religion. We're not worshiping him. Right. I Does hold my him heart in high honor because he would care enough about me to stand up and deliver the word of God. I don't worship that man. No, sir. Right. not. Better if not. you've got that thought that one of us is worshiping him, Preach. if whenever Brother Shelby gets up here and says that he would fight for him, if your thoughts are that they're worshiping that man right there, they're out of hell, it's nothing but your flesh. You better get in the Word. You better get in prayer. And talk to God about yourself and not another man. That's what amazes me right there is every time that we get somebody at the wooden vessel, they're always talking about the golden vessel. They're never focusing on the condition yeah. that they're in. They're always running their name in the ground. Ah, Brother Dax has been through this. Hell and high water at home. When there's people in Harlem still talking about you, brother. They're still running your name down. But you know what it is is doing it? It's not other golden vessels. It's a bunch of other wooden vessels. We can't give care or weight to that in our lives. We've got to focus on what we've got in front of us. Dress it out. Come out of eat. Stay in church. Read your Bible. And we're, again, we're talking about the bare minimum. Flesh pots out of Egypt, boys. First Thessalonians 5.17. Pray without ceasing. Pray without ceasing. Yeah. Never stop. Second Corinthians 6 and 4. But in all things approving ourselves as the ministers of God in much patience in afflictions and necessities and distress. You know, there's sometimes throughout this that the I faced some distress. Again, we're talking about preparation. Because once you've went through the purge, you can start being prepared. And once you've went through the preparation, you can fulfill your purpose. That's the whole part of this. Now, our purpose, I've got a couple things with it. But your purpose as a Christian is to be like Him. I love it. Let the Spirit manifest itself in your life. Stay away from the flesh. He sure did. Preparation. It's going to get hard sometimes. Did you know that if you're manifested in the flesh and not in the spirit, you can't hire, you can't handle trials. You can't handle distresses. I know that because I wasn't rooted in the Word and I let the flesh manifest itself in my life and in doing so, I was not rooted in anything and I got swept away when the trials came. 2 Timothy 3 and 12, Yea, and all that will live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution. You've got to be prepared for your purpose. Again, you can't handle the, the persecution if you're filled with the flesh. 1 Peter 4, 12 and 13, Beloved, think it not strange concerning the fiery trial which is to try you as though some strange thing happened unto you. Verse 13, But rejoice inasmuch as you are partakers of Christ's suffering that when His glory shall be... Revealed, ye may be glad also with exceeding joy. 
Yes, sir. Let me tell you, we talked about the purge bringing conviction. This right here brings me encouragement. Mm -hmm. When I see Sister Marilyn, Brother Tim coming in here going right. through a fiery trial, when I see my pastor going through a fiery trial, yeah. when I'm ready to quit and then think in my mind, Lord, this ain't nothing compared to what they're having to go through. Amen. It encourages me. You never know who's watching you. You never right. know who you're going to affect. What happens is, Brother Dax, things get hard back at home and you quit. Right. Where does Stillwater play into that? Yeah. If Stillwater's not in that, where does Brother Isaac play right. into that? Exactly. If Brother Isaac's not living in London, then who am I using to get closer to Nashville? Yeah, and if man. he's not in London and I'm not coming in here to Stillwater, <laughs> things ain't getting right for me. And then I'm not standing up here preaching before you today trying Cat. to help you. Cat. God sent me from Ohio for you. That's it. <laughs> me and my family back there. <laughs> Hey, but just you know what that is? It's being Christ-like that you would go out for the one, that you would sacrifice your family and put them through hell for Christ's sake, that I would have the opportunity to stand in front of you one day and preach to you. Hey, glory to God. Hallelujah. I'm telling you, boys. This is real. We're talking about being golden vessels. We're talking about being more like Christ. 2 Corinthians 12 and 9. And he said to me, My grace is sufficient for thee. My strength is made perfect in weakness. My strength is made perfect in weakness. Most gladly, therefore, will I rather glory in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Part of your preparation, you're going to get real weak. But whenever you get weak and you get real low, that's when you find out how strong he is and what he can really do. Again, if you're not going to allow these fruits of the Spirit to manifest in your life, you're not going to accept that. You're going to reject it. And you're going to stay right here. Well, wouldn't bowl. This is supposed to be a vessel. If I was to use this for something, it's gonna, it ain't going to be worth much of nothing. I can't get much use out of that. James 1 and 12, Blessed is the man that endureth temptation. For when he is tried, he shall receive the crown of life which the Lord hath promised That's to them right. that love him. You know what happens whenever you're allowing the, the flesh to manifest? You'll give in to those temptations. Man. You'll not be able to handle it. You'll not be able to sit and take the temptations that come about you. You'll give way to them. And then you'll be a blood-bought, born-again, Bible-believing Christian leaving the church house and going home and fornicating. Right. Adultery. Exactly right. Premarital relations. Extramarital relations. Hey, man. Your kids, we just heard it the other day in the prayer request. Why do you not want your pastor to address it when they're hearing worse at school? Yeah. This right here is where you get recharged and you get your uh, protection and get ready to go out there and battle. You better hope and pray that that man's standing up I'll there and preaching on pornography. Yes, He's sir. preaching on premarital sex. He's preaching on so, adultery. You better pray and hope to God he takes a stand on it because otherwise you're going to end up in the contemporary crowd. You're going to do so much to protect your children at church that whenever they go to school, they ain't going to have no protection. They're not going to know no better. They're going to let that infiltrate their minds and then right before long, you got a wooden vessel. Yes, Ain't much once we've went through the purge, once we've gone through the preparation, we see a purpose. Amen. And you have to realize there's overlap in all this because, again, it is progressive. There's things that has to be done continually. There's times my pride still flares up, even now. There's times that these carnal thoughts still come in. 
even now. And Sister Annette said, Brother Ian was looking at us. It was such an encouragement. I'm still dealing with these things. I'm yes. still having to let the Lord try to prepare me through, through yes, that. Right. The more that you can be trusted with right here in your preparation when the fiery trials come, when things get hard, you've got distress in your life, the bigger your purpose can be. And But do not take for granted your purpose in this church. Man. Not everybody's a preacher, and that's okay. That's right. Not all of us are called to be preachers. Brother Bob, it blesses my heart seeing you sit right there on that pew. Yes, sir. You're fulfilling a purpose and being a golden vessel <laughs> sure because is, you're trying man. to let the Spirit manifest in your life. Yeah. So meek and hum oh, Stay gold, all of this.